0: everybody it's red dragon i'm back in here with another podcast on deck once again let me do some real quick shout outs make sure y'all roll up with y'all roll up, pour up with you y'all pour up all that good stuff um at the end of the day if you got time to listen to this podcast make sure you just you know you got time to listen to it i always say it you know you're just getting off work whatever etc etc um y'all know all the good juicy stuff with that Um, Shout out to we got a new state that actually just got added on Pennsylvania. So if you from Pennsylvania and you just tuned in, um, I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, now we have 16 states. And then shout out to the people that's actually now uh, 28 to 34. That's 17% of the listeners now. 23 to 27 was 75%, but now they have 71 ish. So yeah. Um, shout out to you know a couple older people get up in here. You know, always appreciate that. And yeah, man, let me just get straight into the you know the other side. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, all four of my YouTubes is Red Dragon Dynasty, Red Dragon Afterlife. Those both of those are my vlog YouTubes. Obviously Red Dragon Dynasty is my one I have for the ten years. But since YouTube wanted to play, I started a brand new one. Um because I don't plan on deleting none of my old stuff over there. So that's why I have two vlog channels, but mainly my new one is going to be Red Dragon Afterlife. That's what I plan on using for all my new you know, vlogs. And then um, Red Dragon Archive, that's my documentary channel, aka like awareness channel. I usually put a whole bunch of awareness stuff on there. Then obviously my gaming channel is just Red Dragon. And that's probably the hardest to find because yeah, that shit probably don't even pop up in the directory. So with that being said, we just get straight into it. Today we are talking about our personal lives and we comparing our lives. My guest has already been known here before. So yeah, other than that, I just allow her to, you know, if she got anything she want to add to the, you know, introduction, she can go ahead before we get started.
1: Nothing really to add, just hey hey guys. And um, I'll be looking forward to our conversation. I feel like it's going to be a good one.
0: Okay, most definitely, most definitely so yeah the first things first i guess let's just jump right into um so i guess what do you identify as like racially what do you identify as racially
2: black
1: okay <laughs> no i and <laughs> i, identi- I, I aden- which is a good question i mean like personally like i i identify as black because that's just what people perceive me to be you know like when you see me initially i was like okay she's black she might be mixed with something but
0: she's black so it's it's, that's then the you know questioning yeah got you i was um asking that because some some black people identify as a whole bunch of different stuff i personally just identify as 100 percent black all that Mm -hmm. people always want to say well you know you mix with something it's like look that's not my plight that's not my you know that's not my stigma no other race really goes around saying what they're mixed with even though if we are really mixed with something Um, whatever you look like more, that's what I consider you are. You know, some people consider mixed people as black as well. I personally don't. I consider them exactly what they are. They are biracial. They are two different types. But yeah, I just want to, you know, add that in there just to get the thought process on that going. Um, So first real deal question is, um, where are you born and raised, if you don't mind? And um, if you know, what day are you born on? If you know the day.
1: Um, so I was born on July 7th, 1997. Um, I was born.
0: You know, day of the week? Oh, day
1: That's of the week. That's what I meant. because yeah, oh. that probably
0: sound like a dumbass question coming out of my mind. No, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I guess because okay, you okay. know
1: my birthday, I guess. So yeah, I was okay. figuring you were saying that for like continuity, I guess. Okay, gotcha. But no, not like the day of the week, words, actually.
0: Continuity. All right, go
1: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> not like, so I don't know, um, the Day of the week i wonder if i can just look that up i probably can my phone's dead right now like not dead but it's like close to being dead so i can't but um and i don't want to keep tapping away in your ear um yeah, you your can. what other question did you have
0: uh born and raised if you want to just okay. say you know a little background born and raised
1: yeah so i was born in cleveland ohio um a couple months old we moved to dayton and then i think when i was like a year or so We moved to Crown Point, Indiana. Okay. Um, From there, we lived there until I was like eight, I believe. And then we moved to Illinois, was there for two years. Moved back to Ohio when I was 10. And I've been here for the past 13 years, so um, it's each place I lived, obviously, from what I can remember, places that I've lived have been diverse in different ways.
0: Gosh, you got you. OK, yeah. Um, me, I'm born and raised in Toledo. You know, hopefully, you know, some of y'all you know that might be new to new, new news to some of y'all. Seeing that, you know, a couple of new listeners here. Yeah, I'm born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. Very proud Ohioan, by the way. Because um, a lot of people don't like Ohio, they talk shit about it. Um, obviously, I like it because it's a red state for when our colors is red. And I do feel like other places is good as well, but um, that's neither here nor there. I'm just gonna you know keep it short and simple. Uh, yeah. So um, the day I was born on is a Saturday. I was born on a Saturday, um, and I noticed I looked at I always kind of look at this kind of stuff, just you know dates, times, all that kind of stuff for me, um, and. To me it holds i like to look at that kind of stuff because it holds a certain like a, it, i like to have it as a ritual to me you know that's just right. something i like to do you know so yeah i love my saturdays It's is the day i'm born on anytime i have a birthday on saturday i try to turn them extra hard um <laughs> and all of that uh so i guess how how would you say was your experience as a kid in elementary to junior high let's just you know jump into that
1: just in general um yeah i would say the the overall consensus was that it was okay like it wasn't it wasn't bad and it wasn't like fantastic but it was okay you know um what kind of, I kid, can, what kind say, of kid what kind of kid was i
0: yeah what kind of kid would you say you was
1: um you know i think i was a acquisitive kid like i, I feel like I was bright not was because till I am like I'm not dumb but yeah, factions, um factions. like but when I was a kid like I started walking and talking by the time I was one which is common but then it's kind of not common to be speaking like full on sentences and uh, my mom she was like you know you actually kind of scared me when you were a kid because um I picked on not picked on like i picked up on a lot of things when i was a kid so at one point when my my um parents like my mom and my grandmother they were talking around me they would start spelling in order for me to not, <laughs> <you>. oh, <yeah, laughs> not, not hear yeah, what they were saying
2: yep, and then yep. i
1: started getting good at spelling so then they just stopped trying to talk around me all together because i was i would literally sit in the back seat trying to sound out everything <laughs> and figure out what they were saying so I think that that was kind of like the staple of who I was as a kid like I was always inquisitive I would always ask questions I always say why and um which I can imagine that was annoying to the adults around me but as a kid (laughs) I just remember being so you know why does this happen what does this mean you know why can't I do this or why can't I do this? You know, and other people can't, you know. Yeah. So, um, I always um I grew up in the suburbs. I um in Indiana I grew up in the freaking little cornfield. Like we built a house in Crown Point. Um Damn, and I heard
0: that she said they built the house. They didn't <laughs> rent the house, they didn't buy they <laughs> built the house. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Definitely,
0: about to we, a comparison of my life, okay. Good.
1: But um, we um, we uh, lived in the middle of the cornfield, which wasn't like bad or anything like that. But like, when you well, think no, about no, Indiana, what? <laughs> when you think about Indiana, what? What do you? What do you think about?
0: honestly i never took a look at indiana um i don't want to make nothing up or nothing like that but i felt like indiana was kind of like countryish slash i don't know i don't even want to say cityish because i don't think of like cities in indiana that's just me personally but i'm very ignorant on indiana like as a whole but i think of more like country type you know
1: yeah so you have like indianapolis which is kind of a city but we lived in crown point um which wasn't far from indianapolis um so like we had a Westfield Mall and stuff like that Not far away from us I think there's a whole bunch of Westfields all over the place But
0: um, It wasn't
1: It wasn't like a a bad place To grow up You know I mean um, For me At that time being young Now if I was a teenager Or an adult There It would have been different Yeah. So um, I never you know, as a kid, you don't really realize about racial things, especially mm-hmm. if, um, yeah. you know, you just have like, not necessarily an innocent, well, I mean, yes, yeah, innocent, naive. You're, you're, just, outlook isn't past yourself. Yes, I was inquisitive, yeah, but I it wasn't, yeah. yeah, I wasn't asking, well, why do they not like me type of deal? And Well, I did, but not until like when I got older. So, um, the place that we lived was very prejudiced, and the reason why we had even moved to crown point was because my grandmother yeah okay No. well that the the reason why because i i think i said in the the past podcast i could be wrong that um my my mother had me when she was 19. so it was just me and my grandmother my biological father was in and out when i was younger like we moved so he would come and visit me for like a couple times um when we moved to indiana but other than that me and my father really never my biological father never really had a strong relationship um and for me it kind of turned not to resent resentment but at one point in my life i i slightly resented him to to be all to be honest yeah. um but we moved to Indiana because my grandmother had a job at the time. She worked for national city bank and she was, um, she was a regional manager. Um, so we, I know we moved from Dayton and we were that we were in Indiana, like I said, and, and, um, school and stuff was fine. Like I, I, got friends and stuff like that it was you know the the cul-de-sac where people had kids all around the cul-de-sac and we played with each other and stuff like that and you came home by the time the street light came on there was like one street light at the end of the cul-de-sac with a street and um I never had really issues until one day like my father he it was one of those times when he came to visit me and um we were literally walking down the street we used to walk so long up and down the streets around um our neighborhood because there was there's really no one there you know we we were just in a development where people were just starting to move in we were one of the first people so um we just walk around he you know i'd ride my bike or just walk and um one day this um truck full of um Oh, young shit. white males oh, came shit. up yeah. so was and like, um and yeah <laughs> i think i was like uh i think maybe i was five around this time and um they were like you know go back where you came from niggers da da and mm. um like was spitting and everything mm. and my my dad was like yeah. it took so much out of me not yeah. to say something not to do something and the reason why he didn't yeah. mind you he was still young at this time like he he was still like maybe she, pushing 20 yeah ready to boss 23 shut up. yeah, yeah he still, he still so out. he yeah. was like i i had i couldn't do that because i had you you know Factuals like though, yep. and i i i barely remember this encounter but he told me that i turned to him and was like um like i was waving to them like i was being a kid like i was saying hi like i was excited and stuff like that and just seeing people being nice to people just what
0: that
1: wow. was about so um that was kind of like the pivotal point of me kind of realizing that there's people that don't like you you know just period not necessarily for Race or anything, um, but just in general. Just sight. yeah, that are just will be that way towards you. I think that was probably like my first encounter of people, just being human, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I don't want to say my life was like roses and daisies up until that point, but it it kind of was. So, um, you know, and I started, you know, going to school. I think around, I left around like third grade to go to another school and well obviously we moved to a different state but then you know friends that i would have started kind of i don't know if it was they were acting the same way the whole time or i was ju- or they started to change a little bit but um just treatment started to be a little different like um, kids didn't necessarily play with you all like that anymore or Are
0: these white friends yeah friends.
1: Okay, no this this
0: Is all white? All white. This okay. So y'all like. I
1: think I was the only black kid in school until I got to.
0: Damn. Wait.
1: Maybe middle school.
0: Okay, got you. I just wanted to drop a fun fact that um, uh, I looked into yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, I looked into the demographics that um, 50% of uh black people are literally in the south, which would be Georgia and I yeah Georgia, Mississippi or some shit like that. In Texas, Texas has the most black people from what I remember, what I've seen on this. Mm-hmm. And there's only technically I didn't know this, but I'm like, this is why you know I see more everybody else versus us is there's only certain cities in the midwest i think it said like 10 percent black people (laughs) across Mm. the midwest for population wise so yeah we kind of scatter, and then there's less black people in california and then i think they just up it up and like towards the east coast so yeah with that being said that's crazy that you grew up mainly around you know
2: just Mm -hmm.
1: like and i feel like i was always aware that i I was different like i was black but my my family never told me they never told
0: you to race to you that i
1: was black yeah they never raised you. me to be like okay well you're black and um array or lori which were my best friends at the time are white like we would always you know dress in the same clothes like we would be like oh she's my sister like she's my twin and like we never i guess we knew innately but we never was like had that conversation i'm sorry my dog's barking in the background no, you get, you get. um yeah but But, um yeah so it it was never like um i i just never i guess paid attention to it so um things started getting a little different there and then um which my overall experience in indiana was like I, i i loved indiana because i feel like my childhood um was so it's like a blissful time for me um But it was also where I think I got most of my characteristics, um, basic characteristics. So um, then we moved to Illinois again because of my grandmother's job. um, She became regional manager in um, Illinois, which we moved to Grays Lake, Illinois, which is two hours north of Chicago. and so that it was kind of like close to the wisconsin wisconsin border i think it was like an hour if i'm not mistaken from my, my my memory um but uh that was more when i was introduced to um people i'll say okay. that so like okay. So <laughs> so like that was still a predominantly white um white people white
0: people mm-hmm. yeah
1: but then that was when i started seeing the different classes of white people so um in indiana okay. you you think you you would find like hick people or
0: whatever let's call it what it is the low grade yes so
1: So at the time it wasn't like um you know like you know some some people when i was in indiana were like that like some kids and stuff like that but it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like rapping that. all
0: everybody thinking Mississippi and Alabama you hear like, Hey yeah, yeah. how you doing there? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't
1: like that. And when I got to Illinois it wasn't necessarily about really country either, but there was definitely a more distinguishing uh, what is it, uh class Aura or, about your? people. So like some people um will be super super uppity and like oh yeah my daddy got me this and my mom gets me this and then there's some people who are just like you know i'm you know more down to earth and you know i those are the people that i kind of like gravitated to more but this is also another point in my life where i learned another lesson which is no matter how classes may differ you still don't rank on that scale
0: yeah on that scale with them you you still don't even amount up to what um they feel the lowest yeah yeah the lowest of the low
1: so you know even though you try to be nice to people and and this is time where you kind of like start getting crushes on people you know and going to dances and stuff yeah, that's like that
0: say, and, in high, yep. right Little and you <laughs>
1: yeah you start liking people Getting but bass. you kind of um kind of see like people aren't liking you so what why aren't people liking you is it because you're you know you're not nice well no because you're pretty nice i mean you're not the prettiest but you're you're pretty enough right like you know you're you're your family always tells you you're pretty but obviously the your family telling you you're pretty are different yeah, than yeah. <laughs> someone on the street telling you that you're pretty obviously adults do that too so right um right. but um so that was a point where i kind of started realizing that um dating wasn't necessarily going to be easy for me not like i put a whole bunch of stock in it because at this time i'm like seven uh when well no, i was like eight or nine at this point so it wasn't it was it wasn't the forefront, but this is the beginning of it, like going to dances and stuff like that. And there was you know clicky girls and um just oh, yeah, got it a whole bunch of just drama that I I I never really been one for drama. So got I you. um um so I went through that and stuff. Some time where my mom
0: oh, don't you started can you hear me yeah, nah, I hear you. you're not here you You good you good just double check you're okay <laughs>
1: this okay this was around the time where uh, my mom she's uh, started dating again my my father now and um, they were getting married and stuff like that um, but I I think the I don't want to say that I've ever was bullied because I feel like I pretty much held my own yeah I don't really think that I was bullied per se in school i think that i was able to like pretty much hold my own i don't think it impacted me in the long run about self-esteem like i I obviously it 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 changed my perception of things but i don't think that it um caused like long-term damage or trauma or something like that um but i remember um i don't know exactly what situation spurred it on but i um I was in the kitchen with my grandmother and I don't know if I just had a hard day or what um but then I just turned to her and I was just like why can't I be white like um you know not that I really felt like I was ever ashamed of who I was because I don't I don't ever remember feeling like I was ashamed. Yeah. But it was just like being so different and not having anyone like i said to look like you um not necessarily sound like you because i i could sound like a white kid but it just didn't look like one like the girls were always way skinnier you know because you're you're just structured differently you're you're literally built Mm -hmm, differently mm -hmm. so um that played a lot into me feeling like um i just wouldn't and couldn't fit in and i think that started to change how i thought of well why should i fit in you know like i'm not really bad like i i know that i'm 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 good like being black isn't bad being black is actually good like it's just but that's something that i had to slowly embrace learn. and and embracing. learn yeah no i had to learn it that's a better way to put it because um not saying that like my mom she grew up in in huff in cleveland which at that time wasn't like bad and like it is now but it wasn't um it wasn't what it is now but it's, it's not like um it still had like a lot of black people and you know, she was still able to have like a a more black cultured life than I was. And I think that my family, they didn't want me to want for anything. They didn't want me to, they wanted me to grow up with as many opportunities as possible, which no parent can be faulted for wanting to do that. Um, But I think that also being surrounded by people that look like you not just family but um it is what's needed for a child's development
0: yeah um so i guess uh, yeah that's that's deep that's this a lot of stuff that's deep um i guess it can go in comparison with what you said which i'll keep mine a little shorter sweeter um yeah me growing up i was definitely like i was more like a hyper kid um, obviously mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with building houses and cornfields and being able to move to like 50 different States. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I grew up in the hood and that's where I, well, that's where it kind of started at for me, like start off in the hood. Um, and around like elementary time i was going to like you know schools that was around the hood my first fight was in kindergarten this fight is always talked about in my family
1: because
0: <laughs> that's when i knew well that's when they knew i mean i didn't know what i was but i was such a loving you know young boy when when i mm-hmm. was at home you know i was into the Bible. Right. i was a heavy 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 deep 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 deep, deep animal lover still am today but and you know, as a kid, you take that shit over the top. So yeah, I loved animals, man. I love animals so bad. And then I would get mad at if anybody was killing ants, uh, roly polies, all that kind of stuff. My family would be able to break all this down. Um mm. They know they know better than kill anything in front of me. And my mm-hmm. brothers used to do this shit on purpose to make me mad, which is why I turned out I ain't gonna say I turned out this way because of them. Mm-hmm. I was already like a violent kid, but I was a very happy, humble kid as well. So long mm-hmm. story short, in kindergarten my first fight walking home, it was actually with me and he was supposed to be my best friend at the time. This is crazy. <laughs> he let the other kids like push him into me and then he swung on me and then I fought back. So after that, we could get done fighting and just like That's some weird. dumbass little kids. After we fight in front of all these kids, right? And we get mm-hmm. home because walk because the school is right up the street. Get home, we come out next day. We friends and shit. Like that shit was so dumb, but that's that's. I'm gonna say that was my first violent encounter. Now skip up to you know more elementary status, um that fourth to sixth grade. That's when I found out that I was a demon for real. um <laughs> And I have to say, it that way. why did why yeah. did I have to say why did you say that? Yeah, because that's where that was the lining of. I feel like I was. I was struggling between it, between trying to, you know, follow the Bible and be righteous and not get in trouble,
2: mm-hmm. and,
0: um, but at the same time, do I let kids try to pick on me and get over on right. me, or do I let, um, you know, certain things slide if? if i'm in, if i'm to get somebody put their hands on me i'm supposed to let that slide now see right. the thing is i feel like i'm only real balanced because i'm literally like two shambles of my parents my mom is over the top non-violent super duper passive as fuck <laughs>
2: um,
0: she don't she don't get down with like none of that my dad on the other hand is the fucking complete opposite straight savage straight like <laughs> like i could go with stories about this man like this dude was just and i'm like i always said this too i'm like Ma, i don't even know how dad even liked you like how did y'all even like be cool for yeah you? because they're so different you be, just be like yeah. how did
1: y'all even get in the same space
0: yeah, yeah, she always be like, well, your dad was a sweet man. I'm like, okay, well, that's, probably where I get, that's, probably where, that's probably where I get it from to be nice towards women. But then when it comes to dudes, it's like a different fire.
2: But mm-hmm. yeah, um,
0: yeah, so I was just like, I was going in between these two little things. I'm growing up in elementary, that fourth to sixth grade. Then I became like a class clown. That's where it became like, okay, kids like me. Where, mm-hmm. You know, they could, you know, feel like I was cool at the same time, but I'm still just being goofy but right. i wasn't doing it for attention i honestly did it because it was other goofy ass motherfuckers in the class like i wasn't the only damn class clown but mm. the thing was just like but when it came to recess sports was always a thing we did kickball i always right. just you know run you know non-stop get the ball that i was known as the energy kid all that kind of shit <laughs> so to bring everything in shambles now i wasn't the dude that could sit with cool kids because i i wind up seeing a silver lining and this is where i feel like I was cool enough to be cool with 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 people in the school, but I wasn't cool enough to be cool to sit with kids at the you know at the popular table when I was in mm-hmm. elementary. So mm-hmm. it was like a middle ground breaking thing for me. It's like I was stuck in the middle, and I'm like, right. okay, do I try to do I try to like you were saying, do I try to fit in with these motherfuckers over here, or do I try to fit mm-hmm. in? And then it was like why the fuck should i fit in now right. i always say this I, I constantly say this all the time that I'm, I'm the black sheep of the family and this is the reason why because my mentality makes me that way the mm-hmm. and i had this mentality for a long time i wouldn't even be who i am today if i didn't grow this shit like in the sixth grade sixth grade is when it was locked into me i'm gonna say that transition between fourth to fifth that's when i was kind of like figuring out like damn like i can't sit with the cool kids because this is where the story wind up going junior mm-hmm. high them same cool kids it was different like motherfuckers became like fearful and this is the reason why um so
1: <laughs> fearful of you
0: yes yes um oh. and I won't say like in a sense of like oh they just scared you know whatever whatever but it, it turned in technically it went from like school to like jail like damn this you know this dragon on the block right now like that's what <laughs> it, but it, 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 it was because I was sweet my thing mm. was I was fighting kids so much i've gotten so many fights like that fourth to sixth grade it don't make no sense now my mom was just like she ain't know what the hell was you know going on my dad on the other hand was at first he went with my ass until i started telling him and he he always like oh that's cool like, shit, that's what you got to do. I thought I was going to get my ass beat so bad. I fought seven boys. I got the right up suspension. I'm like, call my mama. Don't call my dad. They're like, nope, your dad is already coming. I'm like, fuck. So he get up there. <laughs> yeah, he get up there. He get me in the back seat. And I'm thinking I'm about to get my shit because he usually just beat my fucking ass. Yeah, beat my ass <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, in the car. So so, right in the car. I'm just trying to look out the window, you know, so I don't see the hit coming. And he like, hey, man, you want some ice cream? i'm like shit. yeah now had, <laughs> now now the thing was this had i've been older i'd have been like is this the first 48 shit? like you about you're about to
2: right? something,
0: <laughs> you trying to be cool Do you, then you take to the lake and drop you off somewhere. but no he wound up telling me like um, uh, and it had to be because my mom wasn't around i t- wound up talking to my mom about this he went <laughs> out yeah, oh, okay my bad i was i was saying um it had to be because my mom wasn't around i wanted to talk to my mom about this that I feel like when she wasn't around and I got in trouble in school, he was cool for the violence if he knew that it was meaningful. Like, I just didn't start it. And nine times a 10, I usually, it starts because somebody is trying to kill something or I'm drawing animals and motherfuckers thought it was funny and sweet. Long story short, sixth grade is where I feel like that's where I learned respect and that's where I learned worth because that's when I was able to like what I was liking and doing what I was doing but still get my respect. Um, and that's just the main thing for me. Like, as long as I was able to get that, I was cool. So yeah, um, with that being said, the the whole thing for me going into junior high after that, it was just like it was a new world because once I got into fights in like sixth grade, I was bloodthirsty. I actually started to life fighting. Um and this is, like, all my fights is, like, pinnacle amongst my brothers and sisters. I have four brothers and four sisters. We have nine total. Oh, wow. For everybody that don't know. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> use one of those. Um, yeah, I'm the only
1: child, so that's, like,
0: jam- new to me. <laughs> I was definitely going to ask that. But um, I guess just to finish off real quick, all my I was walking home from school and then some, you know, Living on the north side, that was a Blood neighborhood, and it's crazy because my whole younger life we stayed in Blood neighborhoods, and then for some reason I get in my teens, oh we gonna move around Crips, and it's like (laughs) damn, like what (laughs) the fuck, like y'all should have just y'all should have flipped this shit. But Mm. yeah, long story short, in the Blood neighborhood, you know, I was you know walking home, some kids, three boys, tried to jump me, not understanding that my hands have been building up since kindergarten, then fourth Mm -hmm. to fifth grade, sixth grade, this like my uh, yeah. Get in the fight, wind up whooping them. We go into details all the time because we so much shit that happened. But yeah, after that, it was just like I was a fucking beast. I was a dog I just I actually liked it fighting. My Mm -hmm. thing was I didn't like starting fights, and nor I I wasn't a bully. So, boom, going into junior high, get the junior high status. That's when it was like the motherfuckers that I went to elementary with that knew me, cause this is where they fucked me over. That's how you was moving around states. I. My parents start moving me around schools like i'm just going to school to school to school so i'll be the new <laughs> dude over here coming in here coming in here and then you know that's what well, niggas always want to try the new nigga. like it's, i don't know what it is so that <laughs> no, then, i understand <laughs> yeah and, and that's i said on the black sheet because all my other brothers and sisters, they for whatever they got to stay yeah. in they school like they they all get to go to school together then they just juke me out and throw me somewhere else like why y'all mm-hmm. doing this to me so but yeah i go to a whole nother school and the thing was, I, w- I went from, like, hood to, like, technically low-key, bougie start. You know, like, this this is where it was black dudes there. It was a predominantly black school, but these was the bougie black kids. And that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about the different classes. Like, obviously, I was looked at as, like, okay, this nigga from the hood, you know, he black, but he just a little another hood dude. Versus mm-hmm. I'm going in here looking like, look at all these tight shirt-wearing motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? That's how I'm looking <laughs> at it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, but, yeah, long story short, get there. Um, put my hands on somebody in the bathroom because they, for whatever, went to try to fight me. I don't know what it was. They told me he was going to play fight. He stole on me for real. He got his ass beat, and I contested this a lot of time. But the hit was so good, though. He did. He put a little mouse under my eye seventh grade i come home <clears> my dad like oh what the fuck you know like why you got a mouse under your eye was you, you know you was fighting or something like that somebody hit you with a pipe i said no i ain't gonna tell you what it was <laughs> wait somebody
1: hit you with a pipe <laughs> yeah he
0: asked because he said it looked like i was hit with a pipe <laughs> mm. uh, i said no we was in the bathroom fighting and yeah i got stolen or whatever trying to play fighting all this kind of stuff and he was like oh, okay this and that and, the third. and he said i need to quit fighting so much in school all this kind of stuff but i think my dad really took it easy on me because he could see him in me Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of probably what it was like um i don't i guess i I think also
1: having that male representation and kind of knowing where you came from helped too
0: facts facts because my main thing is i never seen this is why i don't disrespect women i don't use the word bitch to describe women i never seen my Mm -hmm. dad hit my mom even cuss at my mom they'll be arguing but they i never hear him he don't even say shit back he was the type that like all right all right all right, and then he just go ahead that's what he'd say because that was word. it was all right all right all right and then he'd walk mm-hmm. out. my mom be yelling and shit. then <laughs> hours later i'll be saying, you know they'd be cool but um the the savage side of my dad was just like it was crazy and i think that's probably what he had seen and i don't know if he knew i was balancing it or i was trying to balance it but that's what it was he
1: probably knew he probably knew at that point because you change. you're changing a lot between yeah. You know fifth and sixth grade yeah,
2: yeah, not high. not
1: just school yeah not just like school titles but just physically like you know you, you start getting more testosterone chemically you're changing right. so i'm sure that he could see like okay he's starting to become himself right let me try to give him the room to do what he needs to do and find out about what he can do but then also tell him like you know There's points and places to fight, and there's not just physically, but mentally.
0: Mm hmm. Um, No, that's facts, though, because the crazy part was when I got in junior high, what I'm gonna say, yeah, when I was 15, about to leave. When I was just about to leave, 2015, he died. Mm -hmm. So after that, people thought, you know, everybody was, you know, was crying and shit, but people thought I was gonna just about to go all the way off the fucking rails, go fucking bonkers and haywire.
1: Oh, i'm started.
0: sorry to hear that i didn't know that yeah yep because he has he my life my, my entire time until he passed so mm. um and my mom and dad was married all the way until he passed they did have a little argument they was about to be you know be splitting up and shit like that and that's when everything happened um he had he had, used to have seizures he had a real bad head injury when he had got into a motorcycle accident because he liked it motorcycles mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, he got into a motorcycle accident, got a head injury, started having seizures, and when he, they was on a little split, when they was arguing, then, yeah, he wind up passing um, when he was by himself in his apartment. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just one of the cases that was just like, yeah, I don't know, like... I took it well. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, the day it happened, of course, I was crying. I'm gonna say about like two weeks in, like I took it well. I was. I felt like I was just strong again. Like I really mm-hmm. wasn't over the top dwelling on it. I, and I never looked back after that because I felt like he, if he wasn't murdered, then that's what it was. And that's the biggest thing. I always said like, if I'm not murdered, then shit, yeah, we should be cool.
1: That does make a difference, you know. When something that could have been helped take someone that you love away, it's kind of like you. You're angry more so maybe not at like a person but just a situation yeah but when it happens just because it was something that you know has been going on or something like that it, it makes a difference
0: fact so I want to ask um so what was I mean I'll be going through all the school life and stuff like that I would say high school but I don't know my high school experience on the short term was kind of just the same as junior high mm-hmm. I wind up um getting into track um well i spent two years in the hood this is where we go to like technically like i want to say suburban but more like a white where it was technically going to school with like white suburban kids that's what it was we moved to a whole different mm-hmm. city um moved to like a uh, bowling green that's predominantly a white town yeah. and technically a college town so yeah uh, college all town the, you know, all the black people knew each other there and that was that and but they help they didn't help themselves like you know how we was used to seeing black people hold themselves. um Went up there, and and in my time in Bowling Green, that's where I really experienced, like, okay, white people be on some other shit when it comes to black people. And Mm -hmm. this is my high school year, so my ninth and tenth grade year, We, my mom right up moving, because after my dad passed, she just, I don't know, she didn't want to be here, she... Wanted to leave. Um the gang violence started to get extra, extra terrible. Cause as I said, I won't go i go into this another podcast, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're staying a crip neighborhood. Obviously I love red, been liking red, and I wasn't taking that shit off and then I was I, that's why I put my hands on a lot of people. Um and that's that was that. And met my well, I've already knew my friend, Tony. We got, you know, reconnected. He stayed in Perrysburg and then mm-hmm. I moved technically I moved into Perrysburg with him. So that technically for me that's what it was me coming in and out of, you know, high school on the short term, um, two years in the hood, two years in the predominantly white graduated and then yeah, never looked back at school like that again. So you want to go (laughs) and expound on your high school years or?
1: Yeah, my, um, my high school years were different. Um, well, like my middle school kind of helped me to, find more of like my standing with people so like i went to a really i grew up in um private schools so i went to um from like well since first grade to like fifth grade it was all private and um obviously that's different from public schools not necessarily just you know the education but the dynamic because we had we had a religion class like we had chapel every wednesday you know like so the, the 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 dynamic of it was just different um and i i don't i don't think i mentioned this before but i was um hello
0: yeah i can hear you yeah, okay I'm okay chilling, chilling, chilling. <laughs> sorry <laughs> um
1: but when i um I was premature when I was a baby when I was born my mom um, miscarried oh. twice before she had me
2: Ooh.
1: so um she went into labor I think like uh six weeks early and um I was so small like I was four pounds with the first like couple months they would carry me around on a pillow instead of like by like, hand because you, they yeah. were like afraid they were gonna like break me or something like that. So gotcha. that came with like health issues as well. So I was so do you kind have, of
0: like do you wait? Did you have health health issues or you just technically just small? So baby?
1: no, no. So I had like health issues. Like I was my immune system is low and I grew up with asthma. My asthma doesn't really like bother me too much now because I think it with sports and stuff like that that helped strengthen up my lungs a lot. But um, I st- still like a, a normal cold to you would probably like turn into bronchitis and pneumonia for me. Damn. So I've I've had bronchitis and pneumonia multiple times, and um, it really was bad during um, like my middle school years. Like I was saying before, you know this, but I didn't say this on a podcast. I um, when I was younger, I had surgery on my hips, and it was um, the short term for the disease is skiffy. So um, it's where the growth plates on your hips slip like ice cream cones That's the way my doctor kind of told me because I was in so much pain Kid you not that was the worst pain that I've ever felt in my life and it was constant It was like radiating pain from my hip lower back down to my feet and um, it was so bad to the point where when I went to the doctor's office um, on like that Wednesday they, they had me in for surgery that Friday. And um, I don't know if it was just me kind of like, not foreseeing, but like, you know, when I, you go to the doctor's office, they always ask you, well, have you ever had any surgeries or anything like that? And I was always yeah. proud. I was like, no, I've never had surgeries. Same. I've never had braces. You, like I, you're, you're proud of those things. Don't know why, right. but as a kid, those are things that I was proud about. Cause I felt like. So how many, wait, how many surgeries did you have? I had two. So yeah, I, they were at different you. times. Um and I still have metal rods in my hips till you know, till today. And um if you sometimes they like pop and stuff like that and sometimes they're really loud Whoa. and people look at me like, are you okay, G? <laughs> like Yeah, you got the okay going on a little bit. <laughs> so and I was like, No, it's fine. Sometimes it pops and it actually hurts, but that's like if I've been sitting the wrong way for a long time. So like I have like a a bench under my feet right now because keeping my legs a certain way just feels better but anyways my point of all that saying all that is that um you know I was really into sports and being active as a kid and um in fifth grade well fourth grade was like my first surgery when I lived in Illinois and then my first surgery my um um it went okay um nothing really terrible happened my vital signs dropped a little bit but my Um, during that time I was in surgery my great-grandmother passed and um, that wasn't the first time that I I encountered death because my great-grandfather her husband passed away when I was younger too but um, I remember going to his funeral as a kid and seeing him in the casket was just really a lot for me like I think I knew about death as a kid but I had never saw it and um so i never like to this day i don't fuck with cemeteries i don't like zombies i don't you know not that death yeah. is something to necessarily be feared like i'm not afraid of dying but i'm i'm more so afraid of the people that i love passing than me dying myself like i'd rather die before my grandparents my grandmother Gosh. and my mom passed
0: oh man i thought about that so deep. Yeah.
1: so that and i think because I had those surgeries I think that's what kind of introduced me to I was walking that line when you are on up under you are walking that line between um the living and the dead and I say that because when I, I when I was under on my first surgery my gra- my great grandmother had passed and I remember just I wasn't I was in my body but I wasn't in my body like I for I saw myself on the table and then um I kind of like, floated into my body and then i saw like the surgery room ceiling wasn't there it was nothing but clouds and then this light and i saw my great-grandmother and it, she, it was her but it wasn't her it was like a younger version of her
2: yeah, yeah
1: and um she just rubbed my face and just went on into the sky and at the t- obviously at the time i was thinking that it was just a dream come to find out like four days later my great grandmother had passed when I was, you know, out of the anesthesia, like out of the woods and I was, you know, recovering, they told me and um, obviously I, that was crazy to me to find out, but I didn't tell my mom about that until like later on in life because I was thinking maybe, maybe I was just dreaming something or something like that, but just the light that I felt from that just was it, I, you can never feel light like that on Earth. You yeah, just can't. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, um, but that was like formation of, um, you know, being going through those surgeries and stuff like that, and not being able to do the things that I normally did. Like I was saying before, took a toll on like my mental health and um, just. Being more and set me up to be more cautious later on in life. Like now, I'm more cautious, especially with COVID that's, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's why I wanted to action Um, what what was it like turning 21 for you?
1: 21. Yeah, what was the was
0: experience like? Turning 21
1: was
0: wasn't I wasn't out of the special. normal. Oh, it it was
1: wasn't okay. really. It wasn't really special for me. Like I went to New Orleans for my 21st birthday but um and that came with different things i actually left new orleans like tried to leave anyway so a couple hours early like we left the airbnb um because the house that we just lived in was just creepy that's another time for another story but <laughs> um yeah we left there and it was just it was fun i mean it was fun a while before all that crap happened but um, nothing really special with my 21st happened not that I can recall anyways
0: got you got you um...
1: but my um, my high school career was just um, I had went to three different schools from my in high school because um, I went from you know obviously fifth grade not fifth grade eighth grade um, where I graduated with a class of five to over 600 students in my freshman class and okay, in a public
0: school okay so you had so a public school before
1: for half a semester okay. <laughs> a while. so okay. that was just so much i guess for me to where my grades were slipping and stuff like that so my mom transferred me out and put me into lutheran west which is where all the other kids that i graduated eighth grade with you know went to but i didn't want to
0: get that shitty ass public schools ec- uh
1: no honestly i liked public school and mind you i was in a white neighborhood so the public school education actually wasn't bad it was actually good um but it just it wasn't christ-centered like i was used to and you were basically just a number in the school and you know that was when um i kind of encountered some issues with some girls and stuff like that and I just if I stayed in that environment, um, it wouldn't have been good for me. So I, my mom transferred me out and um, I was still in predominantly white background, but you still had more Latina um, girls. And that was kind of like not hard for me, but it was different for me to see so yeah. many different people.
2: Different, yeah
1: and um not necessarily know and that's kind of when i got introduced to me being oh you're black but you're not black that was the first time that i kind of yeah,
0: i wanted to talk about got cl- that classism and i know we coming up on the end of the podcast which is damn this is so much more that <laughs> we have to talk about but i definitely want to talk about that because i do feel okay. like um like if, if if we were to go into the same school if we were you know obviously same realm same age all that kind of shit Um, Uh Obviously, our backgrounds seem like the three hundred and sixty of each other, night and day. My thing is, I want to talk about the classes amongst Black people coming from your standpoint, because you heard me technically talk a little bit, like coming across Black people that wasn't hood, and you know how they Mm -hmm. carry. Now the girls is always fine; it don't matter. Like the girls is just like okay. I don't give a fuck what they sound like, but they can have tight whatever. Like the the style, really don't change that, in my opinion. I mean, Mm -hmm. just the way they carry themselves is it. But the style is like, you know, girls gonna wear whatever tight clothes. They they don't go from baggy to this and that. But Mm -hmm. I guess from your standpoint, coming from being around, I mean, like I'm gonna say a higher class of you know society. Um, Okay. (laughs) so were you going around like hood type black people or
1: yeah so like I still had family members that um I don't you I don't know if you've heard of it or not but in Cleveland um you got King Kennedy and um my cousin which her name is Kennedy um she was um that was the projects and she was um she grew up there and lived there and stuff like that and, and i would always come visit her when i first when i was younger and i started to come that was on my biological father's side so my biologicals father's sister's daughters, so my first cousin um i'd go visit them all the time and stuff like that and um, we would go outside and play and stuff like that but we couldn't play like you would play at my house like we could be outside all day just fine but you couldn't be outside all day yeah, yeah. Where by her?
0: Yeah, especially being girls, because I mean, with y'all by the hood, then yeah. I I mean, I don't believe our culture is rape. I don't really believe that. Yes, it happens, mm-hmm. but I believe that. Um, now, getting girls to do shit, and you probably got to ask them fifty-five times, but they wind up doing it anyway. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. I feel like that's some shit that you know maybe they was gonna watch or anything like that.
1: Um, yeah, I think that. Um, especially when we got older, closer to our teen years, me going there um for her too because she's she actually got jumped a couple times like
2: um
1: my family um especially my my mom and stuff like that we always she actually moved in with us i think her she was still in high school but like her senior year in high school and i was you know in college but um she moved in with us because you know it was just it was getting so bad to the point where she just didn't even want to be there anymore um but she still had like the mouth and kind of the mentality of
0: the hood. being in
1: that environment so much
0: yeah, like right when she talks like how i say suburbs just sound like it falls out your mouth If you bring her around some suburban people it probably sound like hood and it just falls out her mouth like you just <laughs> tell that you know
1: it, it's and it wasn't so bad to the point where like i'd notice it you oh, know okay, like yeah. obviously you notice it but it's not like she used completely Messed up grammar or something like gotcha. that. No, okay, it wasn't like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, cause, cause you know, my grandparents are still, my, they grew, my parents grew up, you know, in an actual house, like owning a house, getting a mortgage and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so that's how my our parents grew up, but she just grew up in that, that area. So she's okay. kind of had so a little be, bit of both worlds, so to she's speak. She's a
0: hybrid as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Yeah. um just being around her and stuff like that i'm noticing things you know like we've been outside and people started shooting and, shit and i could not <laughs> tell you how fast i ran <laughs> listen <laughs> talk about track i don't run i don't run i just don't i never really cared for it too much unless i was playing a sport No, nah, my ass was out but Um, Just going through and knowing some of the stuff like that, knowing the differences between our lives, um, even though we are first cousins, it's just you can appreciate that. And um, going back to what you said about, um, you know, classism, I think that she kind of resented me in some ways because I did have more than her and it was and it was never me. At least I, well, I can say from my point, it was never me trying to be like, oh yeah, I have this and you don't. It, I always tried to make a conscious effort of saying, hey, this, this is mine and this is yours. Like we do this yes. together. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you yeah. come over here whenever you want to, or do you want this clothes? Like I got birthday money, I can buy it for you. And I think that's kind of like where I kind of messed up too, is because I was overly trying to be like compensate and then she yeah. Yeah. Thinking like I was just trying to flaunt what I had instead of being like, no, I literally want you to succeed too. I eat, you eat. That's just what it is. Um, and I think that's just going from being a young. And I think a lot of people, and when I was in high school, like you were saying, um, when I went to my third high school, which is Lutheran East, which is like the same sister schools, but on the East side, which is all black. Um, still private still supposed to be this good school but obviously in in um, cleveland heights um people would hear me and be like oh she's that Sadini white she's bougie she's this she's that and the third and not really give me too much of a chance to get to know me yeah and um that's kind of what made me not even want to open up to people because i've always had trouble kind of opening up to people um like you can get my story but you won't know how i feel like you won't really feel what i was going through when i thought literally i was going to die because i was sick or how i felt basically sitting out my fifth grade year and having my teacher come to me every single day after school trying to make sure i passed because i was bedridden because of my surgery so you know just people don't appreciate those times and they just label you because you you know and i know i joke
0: about that but i usually joke i can tell like you as a down-to-earth type person like you wasn't like that and i actually said this in my i think dear black people podcast so um Mm -hmm. i said this the difference when we're talking about classism amongst black people you got black people that sound i say articulate but i know the rest Mm -hmm. of everybody else know it is sounding white um yeah and i say articulate because see i'm a hyper i understand that the thing yeah. is and i also understand i speak ebonics and to some people i might not sound like a hood person some mob some people I might sound a little a pinch articulate but i still mm-hmm. like i got like a little bit of a the a bunk. i speak ebonics and you mm-hmm. know i think a kind of tell that out of my voice a little bit mm-hmm. and um And I said this, I mean,
1: you can tell, but it's, it's again, it's not like you, I think some people try to personify or glorify life, hard life, which is not necessarily, I mean, growing up privilege is not necessarily something glorified because it it comes up with its own sets of issues like being yeah yeah. so it's either way is not glorified but you just have to find the balance and i think honestly
0: like i said i and i know this is technically at the end we went over time a little bit but i do want to get our little our little trickies out that's Um, fine yeah i do i agree with that my because my thing is this um like i was saying the dear people black people podcast and i was talking about the classism usually just how people from the black people from the hood is mostly judged as rude ratchet and shit like mm-hmm. that it's just when you see black people that's usually articulate they don't construct themselves with the black community and they usually try to down talk other black people to be lifted up by white, right. so that's kind of like a stereotype. It's unfair, just how it's unfair for the you know, see somebody from the hood and just automatically think that they the dumb, in the gangs, gang, and stuff like that. Dumb, and they only know Ebonics, and um, the main thing they're gonna try to do is like talk about you and rob you, Shit like, yeah. That. So, but yeah, I, I think, think one thing
1: that needs crazy. to also change is that, um, knowing that you know some people are like well no i don't have to do all that like that's not i'm not gonna put on this face for to please nobody like i'm not gonna do this to do this and it's like you might not feel like it's it's not fair for you to try to change yourself to fit in in some areas it's not but that's just the way life is for us like no matter if you came for money or you didn't come for money, you made it for yourself. Or you stayed in the projects your whole life. Some people just don't fucking care. Some yeah. people just don't. Yeah. So in order for you to get anywhere, you need to know how to, you know, tango in these circles, and speak proper. Speak like, you know.
0: You need to speak all. Just you need to do all. Put, put
1: them, yeah. put them on their head and make yeah. them think, you know, one thing. Make them look at you and be like, oh, she's just some. Go off the street or something <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, yeah. I know and I then can. hit him with the yeah how's yeah. your day mm-hmm.
0: by being My- a polymath i know for facts i've shut people down because they sometimes they try to talk to me in a certain way like like i'm not as advanced And i'm like uh, honestly i'm probably more advanced than you but so right. I play chess too and mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. All chess players, to me, are intelligent or high IQ high, like
1: people. I tried um, to play chess. It's just no. hard.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, honestly, I wish we could go all more. But, yeah, we, we like don't you? Why don't, like, you, d- why don't
1: um, but, you just make a part one and part two?
0: I mean, we can. We can do that. We can do a part one, part two. But I guess I want to end this out. Mm-hmm. Um as y'all already know, man, just, uh, yeah, man, this has been another good podcast. I guess we'll come back with a part two. This has seemed like it's getting deep. So much podcast, <laughs> I can't even talk. Podcast <laughs> content on deck just dropping. Um, make sure, as, as always, y'all can go ahead and share this any and everywhere. Um, I guess we're gonna do a part two to this. Um, compare it's called Comparing Our Lives. If you see Comparing Our Lives part two with Red petals. um, be sure to you know follow that, look at that, or I mean listen that, listen to it. Damn, what the hell? About? <laughs> I'm thinking about my Instagram because I'm looking at right. my, I'm looking at my page, <laughs> looking at Instagram right now. <laughs> follow Instagram, follow my Twitter, but follow my Instagram at Red Dragon King. Because I know I got a bad habit of just saying follow my Instagram and I don't say it. They be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> follow my Instagram at Red Dragon. I mean Red, yeah, Red Dragon King with two eyes. And I ain't said this last time, but King has two eyes. that's Red Dragon K I I N G um once again that's more like my business oriented um personal life is red dragon dynasty that's all spaced out by the way and then uh yeah twitter is dragon king and spelled the same way king has double eyes in it i didn't get to it in this podcast of why i got the double eye symbolism and everything um from afterlife it has two eyes in it so um my youtube channel is red dragon afterlife that's a f-t-e-r-l-i-i-f-e um red dragon afterlife so go ahead follow all those socials um i don't know if you want to reshare socials or anything like that you can if you want
1: yeah so my ouch my sorry i just hurt myself instagram is um a s x a at um i'm sorry a s x a underscore w r i g h t my twitter is a s x a red sparrow um 97 and um my twitch is red sparrow 97 so come on through
0: all right with that being said man it's red dragon dynasty stay tuned stay locked stay messy we, as always do it for the free you see me bang 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 i'm out make sure y'all share this everywhere
1: bye